I want to thank Research Consultants International for sponsoring today's podcast. They're a globally renowned lead generation firm that helps economic development organizations create real prospects. They've helped over 500 economic development organizations. Let me tell you exactly what they do. They facilitate one-on-one meetings for economic developers with corporate executives who will have projects soon. They can facilitate these meetings to where you travel to the corporate executive's office and meet them there, or you meet them at a trade show, or even have a conference call so you don't have to pay for travel. They recently launched a service called FDI 365, which provides you a lead a day of fast-growing companies that will be expanding soon. Their research has helped over $5 billion in projects get cited since inception. I encourage you to go to www.researchfdi.com to learn more about research consultants. As far as I'm concerned, they are absolutely the best lead generation firm in the business for economic development organizations. Call them now. They can help you create real prospects. Welcome to this week's episode of the Next Move Group We Are Jobs podcast. This is Chad Chancellor, co-founder of Next Move Group. I'm happy to have Hal Johnson with us today. Hal is the Chief Development Officer of NAI in Greenville, South Carolina. I'm proud to say he's been a friend of mine for about 10 years now. And he's now doing some site location work and real estate work and helping communities get prepared for economic development. So Hal, thank you for being with us. Chad, great to be with you. Thank you for having me here. Give us a little overview now of what you're doing. Well, I'll tell you what, it's been a great transition. Uh, you know, after 20 years in economic development, working for the state, local communities, regional economic development groups, moved into uh, industrial real estate with the NAI group in Greenville, South Carolina. A uh, great group of guys. It's more like a frat house than it is a business. Uh, but I, <laughs> I understand you, that for you. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> but, but the transition of uh, into the economic development world or out of the economic development world into real estate has been, has been absolutely wonderful. And I, I couldn't trade the years of being a practitioner on the local level, the state level, and regional level and what it's helped me be able to do today. And Mm -hmm. not just working with my clients, but coaching those through the process of developing sites. Right. So when did you make this change? I know time flies. It really does fly. You know, it was uh, literally uh, January 1, 2014 was the first day. Five years now. Yep, five years. And it's been, uh, you know, like everybody says, you jump into real estate and you think that you're going to grab it by the <laughs> horns and take off and be successful right out of the gate. But it really does take you about three years to get your feet underneath you, you know, fill that uh, that deal flow. And, you know, you got to get the deals and you can't just have one and count on that one. Mm-hmm. You got to have tens and twenties and hundreds of projects going at one time. Uh, just to make sure you capitalize on them. So you're still in Greenville? Is that where your office is? Yeah, that office is in Greenville, but it uh, seems like I'm in my butt's in a truck seat or my, <laughs> or an airplane seat going somewhere to work with clients. Absolutely. And so now you guys are putting putting site location projects pretty much across the country, I guess. Absolutely. So NAI, uh, as, a, as a real estate group, is a group of independently owned real estate firms and they operate under a franchise umbrella, mm-hmm. uh, NAI Global. And NAI Global provides us, uh, you know, one, the big brand, uh, the commonality and marketing materials, uh, and, and it kind of pulls us together as a, as a corporate group, but gives mm-hmm. us that flexibility of independently owned, uh, entrepreneurial thinking, 
Uh, and, and we go head to head with the corporate owned real estate groups, but we're in many, many, many more tertiary markets mm -hmm. than we, than, than not just the big global markets. Right. right. And so that kind of differentiates us from where our offices are and where, where our reach can be. Talk about the NAI Ready program, I think, that you invented or started or founded, whatever you yeah. want the word to be. Tell these folks about that. Well, sure. Thank you. The NAI Global as a whole did not have site selection or incentive negotiation work. It had a lot of real estate brokers who can help in that piece of it. And, and every broker will tell you they can do site selection. But, you know, site selection right. from real estate is the real estate deal. Uh, and it leaves out everything else. So we started, uh, I started NAI Ready. Uh, it's housed in Greenville, but it works across the global network with each of the real estate offices and their corporate services team members. And we leverage our resources, our knowledge uh, with them to help them close their deals. And so we're working with them to do the incentive negotiation piece. We'll tie ourselves in to do the cost analysis in projects. Mm -hmm whether it's transportation or human resources or that kind of thing. And then we know what we're not. We're, we're not the HR team and we're not the recruiters. So we leverage our partners out there like y'all to help us find good folks for those types of things. Right. So, um, you know, we do a lot of work with other site selection firms because we can bring the real estate aspect to it. Right. We can be confidential with them. Uh, and so it gives us a good way to work with a lot of our friends in the business uh, on, on the real estate side, that covers mainly the corporate piece. We also like to work with the communities and helping them identify product. And, mm -hmm. you know, there's a lot of great firms like the McCallum Sweeney's and the mm -hmm. Quest and, and those guys who do site readiness programs and site certification programs. We, we don't replicate them. We, we come in and we leverage them when we work with a community to find sites we bring in those outside teams to validate them. So you actually go in if a community doesn't have a site, help them figure out where to where to option property or buy property, or instead of doing the certification, you're helping them really figure out this would be a good site to take. That. That's right. That's right. So you well know in dealing with the public sector, you've got to validate sites, right? right? Sure. And so if you're going to put public dollars into a site, whether it's infrastructure, whether communities buying the land. You got to make sure that it's the best site for that community to invest in long term because they're going to be looking at what is the return on that, right. right? Right. Well, we really have two core listeners, and I think both of those will be interested with you and your story. So, one, we have small to mid-sized manufacturing companies that listen. Then we have economic developers. So, for the small to mid-sized manufacturing company, let's assume one's in Chicago, so sure. not anywhere close to Greenville. Sure. How can you help them? find a good site to put their next location? A lot of times, Chad, we will be working with our local offices and, and we'll get a call from our Chicago okay. office and, and they'll tell us, hey, we've got a firm that needs to be in the Southeast. They don't know mm -hmm. where, but they know they need to be in the Southeast and they've got a, they've got a market niche you're trying to fill there. Mm -hmm. We'll come in and we create a fee with that company and it's either based on an hourly basis, it's based on a flat rate, or it's based on performance of whatever incentives we can achieve them or what we can save them in the right. process. And then we actually split that fee with the broker. We, okay. we share our fee with the broker because we wouldn't have been in the deal without them. Right. But what we do with them is we sit down with that broker and with the company and we line out a strategy of what that company is trying to achieve, mm -hmm. where they, where they ultimately need to be and what's driving the project. Mm -hmm. 
And, and from that, we'll work side by side with the broker to identify states, communities, and then ultimately sites or buildings, whichever, whichever is going to be the right. driver. And then we start getting into the cost. The brokers can do the real estate piece all day long, but when it really gets right. into comparing cost, those of us in the economic development world look at it a whole lot different That's right. than, That's exactly. than they do. Well, if you had to think, you know, you were a highly successful economic developer before you before you got into this business. So if, if you had to give sort of tips out there to economic developers, let's say there are folks out there who struggle closing a deal. Obviously, you know how to close a deal in sure. the business you're in now. I can sure. see that a mile away. What tips would you give to economic developers if you put back that hat on? You know, what do you wish you had known back then that you know now that you're seeing this from the corporate site selection table that you can advise our economic developer listeners on how to how to get a little better? Right. Well, Chad, you know, the, the, the hardest thing and yet the easiest thing to do is God gave us two ears and one mouth. <laughs> and, you know, the more we listen to what our clients needs are. Mm-hmm. The, the easier it is to help them get across the finish line. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we have to always remember as a economic developer and, you know, and, and as a site location consultant, our ego isn't anything to mm-hmm. anybody, especially our client. And uh, so we have to set those aside. And, um, and we need to make sure that whatever we're doing, we're doing the best job to make sure that that client long-term has the right location mm-hmm. that's going to cause them to have the greatest return on investment. Right. Right. And if we think like that as economic developers, we're helping a company come into our community. Mm-hmm. How do we help them always gain the greatest return on investment? Right. If, if they can achieve that, they will expand over and over and over again in our community. Right. And that's what we want to achieve as right. economic developers. Well, and, and to our listeners, we're recording this at the SEDC annual conference in early August of 2019, and I think you're past chairman at some point in time. I haven't passed Are you far chair. enough along now you don't have to do the hard work anymore? Yeah. Now you just, get to, you just get to show up? Uh, I do get to show up, but you know, the good thing is is, is the board is really trying to involve the past chairs. Uh, you know, we've got a transition coming up in SEDC where Gene Stinson is, has told us that he's not far from being ready for retirement. Obviously, SEDC's got to get ready for that. And we're taking a look at at a holistic view of SEDC. And when I transitioned out of economic development, one of the things that I did was put together a book for whoever came after me. Mm -hmm. So that if you needed to know a day in the life of what it was to be a CEO of a regional organization, well, you could flip through that book and there was a standard operating procedure. Right. We're going to do the same thing with SEDC, and we're going to take a look at not only the executive director, but the other roles that are there. Mm-hmm. We're looking at our membership and how do we continue to expand it. And then we look at the guidelines. You know, we've been around since 1965. Yeah. You know, it's a great, great thing uh, to see our organization be as old as it is and and be as successful as it mm-hmm. is. And, uh, you know, several years ago, we hit a thousand member mark. And we've not fallen under that. And uh, here in New Orleans, of course, New Orleans is a great place to attract a, a good conference. But we have almost 400 people mm-hmm. in, out of our membership here with their, you know, either some of their members of their teams right. or their mm-hmm. significant others and uh, enjoying this great city, but also enjoying a, a really good conference. So, yeah, we do as as former past chairs, we do get asked to be involved in things. I would encourage any of our membership 
you know, take that first step and get involved, be on the board in your state, uh, be an alternate director. Uh, the only way you're going to own the organization is is get involved and, and jump in with both feet. When you're talking about, I think it came here in, in the, I say here, we're in New Orleans in 2004 or five. That was my first one. Yeah. And, uh, and it's funny to, to people just getting into the profession or if you're wondering, you know, what things you ought to get involved in. If you're in one of the 17 southern states, which is roughly Texas to what, Kansas and over to the east. That's right. Can, all the way over to Maryland. Picture, I mean, it's a good organization to get involved with. And people I met in 2005. Right. I can still call on and Hal's one of those people, you know, and, and it's funny, uh, uh, somebody like Hal, I'll call him, we'll have a two minute conversation and we may not talk for a year, but he, he helps me with whatever <laughs> I need in those two minutes. So these Likewise. organizations are out there that people, if you get involved with, you make a real difference. Tr truly beneficial, Chad. I, I would say that some of the greatest relationships I have in the industry have come from organizations like SEDC, IAMC. Uh, truly, truly great member-run organizations. Well, I can't let you get out of here without bragging on Clemson. So how's the Clemson Tiger? Boy, I tell Football's you. about to start up. So yeah. I don't know when this episode will air, but we're, we're sitting here in the preseason. you you got to be on cloud nine still oh. from beating Alabama the way you did. Boy, I tell you what, uh, that was that was something special. But it's a brand new year. Yeah. Uh, you know, the, uh, I tell you, all the hype out there, it's the first time the Clemson's actually going into the season being rated number one. Uh, we got some great talent. Uh, we lost a lot of good talent last year, but we picked up a whole lot more mm -hmm. great talent. I was just watching a, uh, ESPN a few minutes ago, and they were comparing the depth to Notre Dame and Clemson, and they said that Notre Dame's got great depth in the first and second levels, but Clemson's got it in the first, the second, the third, the fourth, and the fifth level. Right. Uh, and that is Alabama-esque, mm -hmm. um, you know, and, and what a great school uh, to, you know, there's so many commonalities between Alabama and Clemson. Uh, if they play again, you know, everybody's going to say, oh, not again, you know, <laughs> yeah. but uh, but certainly I, I, I think Clemson's got a, a great shot at, at going all the way again. You know, their, se their season seems to be lined up from a schedule standpoint that they can do a lot of damage. Uh, and, you know, it, it all tells in the playoffs. You know, you can yeah. you can win your division, but man, when it comes to playoffs, you got to show up. That's right. Well, the college championships down here this year, Central right. Orleans in the Superdome, and so Alabama's probably our biggest state as far as number of clients we have. So I figure I'll have Alabama, Clemson people down. There here. we go. That sounds like fun. <laughs> we're plan a, we're plan a deal. You'll be invited to well, Clemson, man. Hey, if that happens, you can count on it. <laughs> John Sisson, you know, he works with us. He, he he makes me promise he has a room here in my condo anytime it's the Jazz Fest or Clemson's playing in a bowl in the Sugar Bowl. <laughs> so, so he just gets it every time he can. Well, Hal, thank you for spending time with us. Is there anything you wish I'd asked you or you want to tell these folks that I, that I didn't get out? No, I just I just want to say how proud we are of you and what you've been able to accomplish with your group out there. It, you know, for all of you in the economic development world, you know, Chad and I both, we started out as practitioners and we both own our own businesses and, and we're out in the, the economic development world. It's kind of nice to be able to have all of y'all call on us um, and, and leverage us as not just a, you know, a person that you know, but a resource to help you out. And uh, it's probably one of the greatest compliments we could have in the industry. So very proud of what you guys yeah. have been able to accomplish and yeah. all that you guys are into. I appreciate that. Give these folks your contact information in case they're interested in some of your services. Absolutely. It's it's hjohnson at naief.com is email. And please call the mobile phone because I never sit at my desk. It's 864-907-6000. And we'll blast that out on our website when this podcast drops. So, Hal, thank you again for being with us thank today. Thank you, Chad. Appreciate thank it. Thank you.
A special thank you to Younger Associates for recording, editing, and publishing this podcast for us. I encourage you to visit their website at younger-associates.com.